0: I am Allison Hare. I am a former corporate executive on a quest to help you and me live far more fully, far more intentional without running ourselves into the ground. How about that? Welcome to the Late Learner Podcast, where we take old, broken paradigms, you know, the ones that we live in all the time, all of us. And we create new ones that just work better for us. So what are we late learning today? Well, today is going to be a little bit different. Obviously, it is the last episode of 2023 as we wind down this year. But I also noticed that in the sea of all the podcast episodes that are doing their year in review, they are wrapping up. They're giving you all their top tips for 2024. There is something that is not being addressed. And I felt it so deeply and what I've noticed, and I'm so curious if I'm alone in this, through working with my private clients and talking to my friends and just in general, my spidey senses tell me that this year and this holiday season has been heavier. It's been harder. It's been more overwhelming. And to me, it feels like there's almost a blanket of sorrow, but let me explain what I think is going on. In 2020, obviously no shit. It was hard. 2021 was really hard. 2022, you feel like, you know what? We're getting our bearings back. We're going to do this. Everything's going to be great. And then 2023, it felt hard again. It feels like trying to run through mud. I think I know why. I think actually the personal development space, I know I've been critical of certain aspects of the personal development space, but one thing I think has actually worked really well is normalizing boundaries, normalizing that you don't have to hustle your way to success, that hustle, it was a lie. Your worth is not tied to your achievements and your productivity But I will say, as somebody who is a Gen X person, and this is kind of a generational thing, where that programming of the productivity earnings equaling value is hard to deprogram. It's hard to unwind. I think there's a mourning that's happening in normalizing boundaries and the notion that you can have it all. You can design the life that you want without being chained to a life that is on autopilot. And I think that's the tension that we feel. I think that's why people feel like maybe they haven't felt as festive or as joyful as they remember Maybe the season being, maybe it has been harder. Maybe you are dealing with some major transitions and shifts and it's been challenging. So today I want to kind of lay that foundation and acknowledge that if you are feeling that way, you are normal. And I actually feel like that frustration precedes growth. I feel like this is a necessary morning, a shedding, if you will, to figure out, like, I think we are actually claiming our worthiness around having what we want without sacrificing success and also redefining what success means to us. And that could be putting ourselves in the equation instead of all the other external metrics. So that's the stage. What I am going to do before we jump in We're going to get to the good stuff. What is stuff? Well, stuff means the surprisingly true, useful, fun fact. It is a feature that I do at the beginning of every episode. And it was published in the Functional Ecology Journal. And new studies show that seeing a coworker sniffle triggers your body to prep for illness. Now, what I'm laughing about is that during COVID, do you remember if you like dared to sneeze or cough in public, every single person's eye would look at you with daggers coming at it, evil eye, just the death stare. Because how dare you cough or sneeze and spread all that COVID all around. But this happens to my husband all the time that I'll say, "Uh uh-oh, I feel like I'm getting a tickle on my throat. My husband will be like, I do too. And actually there is some physiological research that show that that is true. So just another reason to thank our body for keeping us safe as you are with your loved ones during this holiday season, uh, that our bodies are in protective mode. So let's get back into it. So here is what I want you to do. So number one, I want you to think about your year in review. And what I think is that we under celebrate too much. We feel like we need to earn a certain benchmark to be able to celebrate or be permitted to celebrate. And what I would recommend you do is I want you to make a list of 10 things that you are really proud of. Go all the way back to January 1st. What has happened? What is different? I actually did a year end planning strategy session and I love this idea. I'm going to share it with you. And one of it was that you were going to write down like just brain dump, just vomit it out everything that went well this year, everything. And when you think you're done, keep going. That's the trick, right? Keep going. I think you'll see how far you've come and it is important to celebrate that win. And the second part, so one is like review, make a list of 10 things you're proud of, celebrate it. Number two, we're going to clear out what no longer serves you. This is a shedding. This is the perfect season to just let go of what no longer serves. You want to make space for reinvention. And if your aspirations aren't that lofty, you want to have enough space to turn in whatever direction you want to. What that means is like, if you're so packed out, there is no room, like there is no room to turn. So if you are kind of in that survival mode where everything is packed to the hilt all the time, then You want to figure out what does it look like? I always think about the Austin Powers movie. Do you remember that movie where Austin was in this little, it wasn't a golf cart, but it was like a little cart. And he was trying to make a turn in this tiny, narrow hallway and he couldn't. So he would just go forward, go back, go forward, go back. So instead of making like a normal K turn, it was like more of a ridiculous asterisk turn, which was so funny. But that is kind of indicative of how we pack in our lives. So when we think oh my God, maybe later, maybe when I have more time, maybe when the holidays come through, but oh my God, I'm so exhausted over the holidays. What am I gonna do? And then everything kicks back in January. So I want you to use this time that while you may still be busy, you may be traveling all over the place, your kids are out of school, you're running around getting presents, doing errands, seeing family, running from here and there, it's a lot. So I would even Take it so far as using the advantage of having change in the schedule. Like if you're on the plane and you have some downtime that this will give you an opportunity to just slow down enough to really think through what you can clear out. And so when you think about what feels too heavy, so I want you to kind of lean into the feelings of what feels too heavy. Like an eye-opening exercise is I want you to do an audit of your day today. Not just what's on your calendar, but the minute details of today. So I want you to think about the moment that you wake up. You're in that little dream state. You're not sure if you're awake yet, but you know, your alarm went off, right? Whatever. It's time to get up. What are the words that you tell yourself? Does it sound like, why can't you get out of bed? You are so lazy. Why do you have to hit snooze so much? Why didn't you go to bed earlier? Why can't you just get up and get your day started instead of laying in bed? Why didn't you lay out your kids' clothes out for them last night so today could be easier? Why, 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 why? Yes, this is what I'm talking about. What is too heavy? And more importantly, what judgment do you not deserve? And if you're thinking, hmm, I don't ever talk to myself like that. Maybe not. And if it has been amazing, I want you to share that. We need that positivity. But the other question is, have you packed your schedule so tight that you don't even hear that voice? I actually did an audit for a week where I recorded what came up every time I had an uncomfortable feeling. It was a really kind of frightening exercise, honestly but I did it and I committed to it a a week and I was really surprised because I didn't realize that once I started journaling it, I was my own enemy. It was almost like a terrorist living in my head. And I wasn't expecting that. And it was something like, I would never say that to anybody else. And I would not expect that kind of criticism from anybody. We are our own worst critics That judgment doesn't serve. So I want you to take an audit of your day and just think about those minute thoughts. Again, no judgment. You're just recording what you notice. And then you'll start to see a theme of, hmm, some of this stuff feels really heavy and some of it is exciting, is life-giving. You'll notice what feels like a yes feeling in your body. What feels like a no feeling in your body. You can use whatever language that works for you. What gives you energy? What feels draining to you? And I want you to zoom out a little bit and let's talk about what feels heavy. Are there some work relationships or personal relationships or friendships that feel more strained than it used to. You may get the sense that something is off or you might be feeling extra judgmental towards certain people that maybe you were close to. Like this is a signal to really explore. I was taught by my therapist, Megan Gillespie. She was on my podcast And she said, whenever you feel resentment, that's where a boundary needs to be set. So I want to remind you of that. Whenever you feel resentment. So as you think about getting the sense something is off and kind of trusting that intuition, that's a signal to explore that if you are avoiding hard conversations to keep the peace, you're actually just keeping the tension and that tension is yours to hold. We got to get rid of that. So what does that look like? On one hand, it looks like understanding from the people that surround you, who are people that are in your corner? Who are the people that are cheering you on? Do you feel better when you're with them or when you think about them? Or are you wishing they were more there for you? They responded to you. Like you, you kind of have to... Draw a line in the sand of what you need right now. So when I left my corporate job, I have a dear friend, Renee, and Renee said to me when I was leaving and she said, "Allison, it is going to get weird. And the most important thing that you can do when you're going through this big change, this big transition is you are going to need to be so protective of the people that you surround yourself with. Because there will not be people that understand. There will be people that will criticize or make comments or suggestions that will not get you where you need to go. And you just kind of have to keep them at arm's length. So what I mean by that is there may be people in your life that you just have to adjust the kind of friendship category that you put them in for right now it doesn't mean you have to cut everybody off and tell everybody to f off no but it does mean to really prioritize what do you need right now and if that person is not giving it to you then you have two camps like there are some relationships that maybe they have drifted apart where it doesn't really require a meaningful conversation or a confrontation of some sort. I don't like calling them confrontations, but I like an honest admission, an honest, intentional question. So you have those people. So you can kind of put them in those buckets. Then the other bucket is people that really do mean something to you that are worth sharing how you feel. So I like the Brene Brown, uh, approach where she will say, the story I'm telling myself is dot, dot, dot. This is how I feel. You could say something like, I have noticed this kind of behavior. To me, it feels like this. Am I right? Did I do something? I would much rather be honest about it and give a chance to unpack, explore, apologize, work through than to just let it go or not. And if it is not met, I know there is the challenge of like having these uncomfortable conversations. And I remember... This is always kind of settled in the back of my mind when I have conversations like this, where there are friendships or relationships that just evolve in a way. And I want to be really careful that I don't use jargon. And by jargon, I mean, I'm operating on a different frequency or I'm leveling up and they're just not on my level. I don't want to use that. I don't like that. I feel like it's some weird hierarchy or like a better than, uh, but I do think it is just a different energy space that feels more healthy to talk about, not like, well, you're not on my level, so I'm not interested. That's not it. What does it look like to have an uncomfortable conversation? One thing that has always kind of lodged in the back of my brain, I've had her on my podcast. Her name is Danielle Byer Jackson. She's a certified friendship coach. And one of the things that she taught us and my late learner, community is that we expect that our friendships specifically with our girlfriends are always supposed to be easy. Don't bring the drama, right? You don't want to be that friend. It's one thing if you're sleeping with somebody's husband, but it's quite another, if it is something else. And she said, you want drama and not drama like crazy. She said, when you have these meaningful conversations, that's when the relationship grows deeper. Or you get full clarity that this is not the person that you need in your life right now. And that's okay. And maybe nurture relationships that feel more fitting for the energy and the space that you're in right now. And I want to give you permission to do that. I will say that having done this a number of times, I have revisited friendships, relationships that I had been hanging on to for so long where I felt like maybe I did something wrong. I kind of internalized it. Like, I don't know what changed. Did I do something wrong? I don't think I did, but maybe I did. Or maybe I just, I just said, internalized it, but never said it. But I will say that the moment you are honest with what you need and how you feel is the moment your strength and your resolve and your intuition and your deep self-trust strengthens for the better. There is no bad thing that can happen by doing this. I think as you look forward to 2024, is like always kind of benchmark, is it a yes feeling in your body? Is it a no feeling in your body? Do you feel better? Do you feel expansive? Do you feel constricted? All of those things will really help as you're clearing things out. Then if you think about uh, zooming out even more than that, let's talk about clearing the physical space. So think about what is the stuff that you have been accumulating that no longer serves you. Maybe there are clothes or obvious things like clothes and clutter and the physical aspect. But then there is the emotional and the spiritual aspect as well. So if you need help with this, I actually have a guide of 31 different ideas. And they're not just clean out your junk drawer, donate your bag of clothes that's been sitting there. They're actually really, really specific and simple of how do you clear out the clutter? What is weighing on you? What is heavy? What can we say goodbye to? So it's like a big permission slip for you to just Get rid of it. You can go to allisonhair.com forward slash clearing and get it right now, or just look in the show notes and uh, and get that as well. So what is heavy? We are gonna go into the new year lighter. We're gonna go into the new year brighter. And the only way to do that is is to clean out what no longer serves. So we talked about the chatter in our head, right? We talk about the spiritual things. We talked about some of the relationships that we have, the connections that we have. How can you be more intentional going forward? And then of course the physical space. So number three is simplify. So what, when people go into a new year, often they're going in with, I am going to get out of debt. I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to finally go to the gym every day. I'm going to get a new job. I'm going to make $250,000 this year. You know what? Let's just make it a cool million. Why not? We're dreaming big. We're going to do all of these things. And You know what? We're going to stop smoking. We're going to quit drinking. We're going to do all that stuff. It's too much. What if you could simplify to just a feeling? Let me explain what this means. So if you are not familiar with Heather Chauvin, she is a person in the personal development space. She's got a podcast called Emotionally Uncomfortable and she does this 10 minute rule. And what she does is that in 10 minutes, I want you to write down 10 outcomes that you want to achieve. And right next to those 10 goals, I want you to write down the feeling that it'll give you. Those 10 goals might be, I want to start a Facebook group. What is the feeling that you have with that? The feeling I have is the feeling of connection. Maybe you want to start your own business because you want more control. Maybe you want abundance. You want joy. You want to feel certain things. Why do you want to go to the gym? You want to go to the gym to lose weight or do you want to go to the gym to feel Like you're stronger. I love that exercise of actually writing it down and figuring out like, how do we simplify? Like, what does it look like to feel more abundant? What are steps to take to feel more abundant or feel more joy or feel more peace more settled in your skin, less restlessness, those kind of things. So I think it's important to simplify. For me, I uh, have been recently diagnosed with ADHD and I'm kind of grappling with what that means and what that looks like. I think I kind of blew it off at first, but then as I start to kind of look at things, I realize maybe my brain does need to function in a specific way to make it work. Right now I'm looking at a a giant monitor that has 85 different tabs open, and I like it like that. And the reason why is because for me, out of sight is out of mind. So all of these tabs open are like a running to-do list. But for me, it's getting to the point where it's too overwhelming. I wanna simplify. I wanna focus on what matters the most. And so I want you to kind of take this time to simplify and figure out if you get rid of all that no longer serves you and ask yourself the tough questions of, am I tying productivity to my value or worth? If you are, it's kind of embedded in our culture, that our productivity, hustle culture, all of that stuff is kind of wound really tight. And by that, I mean, it's something that takes a while to unwind. There's very deep programming. Part of it is looking at what does success look like for me? What does joy and peace look like? And does it have to be tied to a specific outcome or is there a way to simplify and find it now and experience it now. And if that feels really hard for you, I invite you to find a guide or a mentor or somebody that you trust to help you with it. Because one thing that I have discovered very profoundly in this year, and I think is adding to the sorrow, is our deep loneliness and our desire to connect and be seen and be heard. And by seen and heard, I don't mean on a big stage with a million followers. I mean to be really seen naked for who you are and loved anyway, because you exist. That's what I'm talking about. And that's what this clearing out, simplification, review, and celebration of all that's happened this year, that is what is on deck for you. So once you clear this out and you give yourself enough space for reinvention or refinement or whatever it is that you're looking for, I invite you to embrace a simpler, more meaningful, more intentional, more purposeful you that may not look like what you've been taught or what society and culture has kind of indoctrinated into this outcome-driven productivity, earnings, all of that, and what that could look like for you. I've got two cool announcements or resources that can help you. One is that if you're looking to start 2024 off with doing something new, with something different, I am bringing back my new New Year challenge where it is a guide that every single day it gives you an idea of doing one new thing a day because. What they show is that one of the keys to happiness is new and novelty. And what I will tell you from experience, because I love this stuff, is that whenever you do new things, it actually reprograms your brain. It reprograms neural pathways and only leads to more possibilities. The other thing is that if a podcast is in your sights of something you want to do or you've tried before got super overwhelmed with all the details I am offering a podcast beta partnered with another company and they have asked me to do this we're at a crazy discount we're doing an eight-week case study for those who are committed to getting a podcast up and out. Even if you don't even know what you're going to talk about yet, we're going to take you from start to finish from there. So if that's the case, you can DM me the word podcast or go to allison at allisonhair.com and I'm happy to get you some information. So I'm very curious to see, did this episode resonate with you? Do you agree or disagree? I would love to hear from you. and I. Would love it if you could share this episode to clear off the decks and shed and leave all the junk and the bullshit back in 2023 and start 2024 with margin, with hope, with spirit and the ability to step into everything that you dreamed of. And I want to be that guide for you if it is something that you're interested in having assistance with. This is what I do with my private clients. I am offering a free breakthrough call. You can go in the show notes or go to allisonhair.com and just click the link to schedule some time with me. As always, I am cheering you on and thanking you for listening.